Hey friends, welcome back to your Good Life Now podcast. I am Frankie Martinez, and I want to thank you for taking time to listen to this podcast. I know it'll encourage you, inspire you, and help you live your good life now. To the Good Life fam who faithfully listen every week, I do apologize for last week. I had actually lost my voice, believe it or not. My voice is recovering. I might sound a little different, but it's getting better. So we're back on this week and we are continuing talking about anxiety. Today we are going to talk about how to break the habit of anxiety, which is very cool to understand because anxiety sometimes is simply just a bad habit. It's a bad habit that we've learned. We as humans are creatures of habit. Whatever we do repeatedly becomes easier for us, requires less effort. We kind of enter like an autopilot mode. Whatever you do over and over, I see that a lot with my guitar students. Uh, As I teach guitar lessons, something that's very hard in the beginning, if you keep doing it over and over and over, I love to see the progress in students where they, they were struggling with a guitar part in the beginning, and now they could do it with their eyes closed, sometimes with one hand, <laughs> because they did it over and over and over and over. And that happens with a lot of things in life. I mean, think about what you're really good at or what you have been doing for quite a long time, such as driving a car, right? Remember how you were when you first started driving? You probably had both hands on the wheel, eyes never veering from what's in front of you, staying within the speed limit. As you should, but now you can drive with one hand, sometimes with your knees, or maybe that's just me. But the point is, because of repetition, driving doesn't require as much as it used to. It's automatic, almost like a second nature. And this happens with anything that you do repeatedly, including anxiety. Now, I don't know how anxiety originated with you. It may have started with a difficult situation that led to anxiety. And then you repeated the same anxiousness with the next challenge and on and on until it's been so repetitive that your default response, your automatic response to challenges, to stress, to struggle is to be filled with anxiousness. Think about the way anxiety appears in your life. I mean, you can see the pattern. Some people start with a shortness of breath or a headache or stress or they get irritable or there's so many different patterns look at your life and look at the patterns and what i'm trying to get you to do is to look at the patterns so you could realize that it is a pattern because once you realize that anxiety is a pattern you realize that if it is a pattern patterns can be broken patterns can be changed patterns can be unlearned and you can learn a new pattern so the point i'm trying to make is that anxiety is a pattern that we have done repetitively over and over and over. The scary thing is the anxiety is never satisfied, meaning if you don't break that pattern, it will grow and not just grow, but it'll grow exponentially, get stronger and stronger. This is one of the reasons I believe anxiety is at an all-time high right now because it's been compounding for years in our hearts. We haven't changed the pattern and anxiety is, is demanding more and more out of us. And now we're getting to the breaking point where people are like, I don't know how to deal with this. But it's just it, a lot of times it's a bad habit, a bad pattern. And if we don't change, anxiety never l- lessens itself on you. Anxiety will not loosen its hold on you. Anxiety just wants more and more and to consume more of your life to the point where you consume with it. And you're not living the life God has for you anymore. You're not living and enjoying it to the fullest. You're not able to to do the things that you really want to do 
because anxiety is dominating your life. It's time to break that bad habit of anxiety and learn a better habitual response to life's challenges and even times of stress. And this is where God enters the scene, okay? Because let's look at what the Bible has to say about anxiety. And this is awesome. This is shocking. This is great. I I read this, and you're going to love this. Listen to what it says in the Bible, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. It says, do not be anxious about anything. Now, I got to stop. There's more to the verse, but I got to stop there. I mean, did you hear that? It literally says, do not be anxious about anything. Literally anything. But what about no? But what about no? (laughs) But what about if this is no? The Bible literally says there is not one thing that's deserving of anxiousness in your life. What this means is that anxiety has absolutely zero benefits for you. Zero benefits. The Bible also says that every good thing comes from God, right? So if every good thing comes from God and there is nothing good, zero zero goodness, beneficial attributes that come from anxiety, then it definitely does not come from God. And that's why God says, literally, do not be anxious about anything. And what that also means is it proves to us that if anxiety is not from God and God doesn't want us to be anxious about anything, then it means that we have picked up a bad habit somewhere along life, our journey of life. We've picked up a bad habit of anxiety. But honestly, Just for a moment now, imagine a life without anxiety. Imagine zero anxiousness at all in your life. I mean, imagine how you'd feel. Imagine how much more productive you'd be because you can focus on what needs to be done and focus on advancing goals and and doing things in your life that you want to do with absolutely zero interference from anxiety. I want you to imagine that because that is actually the life that God doesn't just desire for us, but says that we can live. If God says do not be anxious about anything, he's saying it's possible to not be anxious about anything. So what are we supposed to do instead of being anxious? Well, let's go ahead and finish reading that verse. I just had to stop because I just that what a big power statement that is, right? In that verse six, do not be anxious about anything, comma, but in every situation. Now I'm going to go ahead and read the whole verse and then we'll break it down. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now, first of all, I know prayer gets a bad rap, okay? Because the very first thing it says, do not be anxious about anything, but never, just pray about it. I mean, come on. How many times have you heard that? How many times have you used the prayer emoji? Okay, I admit, me too. How many times have we used the prayer emoji without actually ever really praying about the situation? Oh, yeah, I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you. You know, uh, praying on it, and then we like realize, crap! I never forgot, prayed about it. I never prayed. Um, so I'm just saying this that sometimes because of that, prayer can get a bad rap. 
Prayer can also get a bad rap because we minimalize it because we don't realize how powerful it is. We don't realize that it is so powerful. It is literally life-changing. But the problem is we say it so often that it kind of diminishes in our mind its power. So when we hear, don't be anxious, just pray about it. It's just like, oh, just don't worry. It's going to work out. And it doesn't really have the power where if you really understood the power of prayer, when you read, don't be anxious for anything, but instead pray about it, you would understand that that's a power move. That's that's bringing change into your situation because you understand how powerful prayer is. So I hope you understand when he says, don't be anxious, pray about it. He's not just, it's not a Hallmark card, okay? It's not a greeting card. It's not a little quote of the day. It means there is power in prayer. Biblical prayer is powerful because so many people have different definitions of prayer. If you want the best biblical definition of prayer that I know, check out a previous episode of this podcast entitled Why Pray. If you check that podcast out, there's so many uh, great stories in there where I've learned about the power of prayer and how prayer is so powerful. That's why I entitled it Why Pray because once you understand the why behind prayer, you will pray with power. So the first thing it says, it says, do not be anxious and said, pray about it with Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Now, this means the word Thanksgiving mixed with your prayer. I know it's November. I know we're thinking about Turkey. He's not talking about Turkey. He's not talking about the day. He's saying when you pray, pray with faith, praying with Thanksgiving means not begging God in hopes that he will have pity on you, but rather praying while you are thanking God, knowing that he is good, that he is with you, that he will not forsake you. When you pray like that, anxiety has no home. Now, look at the difference, right? Praying to beg God, oh God, if you could look at little old me, maybe you could answer my prayer. I know I'm not much. I know I've don't probably deserve it. The Bible says that's not the way to pray because Jesus died on the cross to cover your sins. You are covered. You are made righteous, not by your works, but because of what Jesus did. Okay. So because of that faith position in God, you can pray through the power of the cross with faith. And that's a very small word in this thing, but it's telling you the key to eliminate anxiousness is not just Oh, pray, but it's how you pray. It's praying, not just begging God, not praying that this great mighty God has mercy on pitiful old you. That prayer is not going to get rid of your anxiety. But the prayer that does eliminate anxiety is when you pray with faith, when you pray with thanksgiving, saying, God, I thank you that I know you love me. I know you're here. I know the situation. I don't know what's going to happen. I need your assistance. I need you to intervene. This is a great challenge. What am I going to do? What am I supposed to do? God, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. I trust in you. I thank you, God, that you love me, that you're a good God, that you're with me, that you will never leave me, never forsake me. So therefore, I thank you, God. I know this situation is going to work out for my good because that's what your Bible says, and that's who you are in my life. You are my loving Father, and you have great things in store for me. Now, look at the difference of those two types of prayers. One of them will eliminate anxiety. That's praying with faith, praying with thanksgiving. That's why he gives us this powerful code 
in this verse on how to destroy anxiety from living in your in your mind, in your heart, there are three things you get out of this verse. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God. Listen to what happens. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding. Man, wouldn't you love, instead of anxiety, to have a peace that you can't explain? You see, when everything's going good and smooth in your life, then you can explain that kind of peace. Because you could look at your life and say, well, life is good. No wonder I have peace. I just have $10 million in the bank and everything's going amazing and everyone's healthy and I just got back from vacation. And I mean, of course you have peace because you can explain that kind of peace. But a peace that you cannot explain means even when things aren't going perfect, even when things aren't ideal, you can still have peace. Well, but it doesn't make sense. Why are you having peace? You're in a challenge. You, you're in a stressful situation. You don't know what the future is going to be. You don't know how this is going to work out. You see, but I have an unexplainable peace because I don't know the future, but I know God does know the future and he loves me and he's for me. And this gives you, I love how the verse says, an unexplainable peace, okay? But I love how it says before that, to make your requests known to God, and then the you'll have this peace. I like how it says, make your requests known to God. It doesn't say anything about God answering. It doesn't say, um, it says, just present your requests. That means you are so confident in how good God is that you don't even need an answer yet. You can have peace before God answers it, just knowing that you submitted your request. Once you submitted your request, you should have a peace already because it's like, I don't know, putting a letter in the mail. You don't have to worry if it's going to get to its destination, right? Or you send an email, you post on Instagram, or you do anything. Once you, you order something on Amazon, you push click. Once you post that, it goes live. It goes into the internet. And so now you don't have to worry once you post something on Instagram, is it going to get posted? Did it really come out? Yes, it did. And that's the same thing as once you make your request to God, you can have that peace right away because you know who God is. That's the kind of faith-filled prayer that moves mountains and eliminates anxiety. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds. Wow amazing. It will guard your heart and your mind. Unexplainable peace, not just an emotion, but it actually guards your heart. It guards your mind. Imagine that. A mind barrier preventing anxious thoughts from tormenting you. Imagine a barricade around your mind preventing anxious thoughts from tormenting you. We can get there. How do not be anxious about anything. Don't choose to be anxious. Instead of choosing to be anxious, you pray with faith, with faith thanking God. God, I thank you. That means you have to have a relationship with God. You got to know, because if you're just thanking this God, you don't know. No, no, no. You got to know how good he is, how much he loves you. Listen to last week's episode 
because I talked about knowing the love of God and you got to know that so you can know that he is a good God. He's for you and not against you. So we can get this peace in our mind, heart, instead of anxiety. When we choose to not be anxious, we go against anxiety. No, I'm, you're not welcome here. I'm not going to accept that. Instead, I'm going to pray with faith and thanksgiving. I'm going to trust God with my request. And as if that was not enough, guys, the next verse is like a cherry on top filled with practical wisdom. Look at verse eight, right after he says those things, right after he says the God of peace will guard your heart and mind, the next verse, verse eight, it says, finally, brothers and sisters, he goes through a checklist. Okay, listen to this. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Wow. Look at that checklist. True, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy. Think about such things. You see, after you prayed with faith, and God's peace is guarding your heart and mind. Don't throw it all away and go back into your old mental habitual thought patterns of anxiety. Because remember, a habit is something that we could do without even much effort. So if we're not careful, we can pray and feel good when we finish our prayer time. And then notice three hours later, we're back in our rut of anxiety again. What happened? Did the prayer not work? No, what happened is you have a habit. We have this mental, habitual anxiousness that we just, this cycle that comes almost automatically because we are so used to it. It's like a default. So what is he doing? He's saying, instead, think on these things. He, I like to say that this verse is kind of like a filter. You use these words as a filter to see if something is worthy of occupying space in your mind. After you pray, you're filled with faith. Don't allow your mind to go wherever it wants to go. Instead, use this verse as a filter. You know, you already finished praying. You're filled with faith. You're great. Now you got to keep your mind on Christ. I love how that verse says, think on these things. This is what we need to fill our mind with. What is he saying? He's saying, this is how you create a new habit. A better default position. Instead, he says, think on these things. This is how you create a new, empowering, beneficial habit. Instead of defaulting to what we've been trained. Now think about it. How did you get the habits that we have? Every habit you have was learned, okay? And it takes a while. Habits don't change overnight, right? Because of that, we are learning a new habit to not be anxious. We cannot be discouraged when we fall back into anxious thoughts and anxiety when we're trying to challenge it and trying to change. We cannot be discouraged because it didn't take you one night to develop the habit, and it's not going to take you overnight to get a new habit, a new habit of not being anxious but trusting God and thinking on these things. So use this verse as a filter to determine what's allowed to be in your mind. Read the Bible. Read the Bible, especially after you prayed those prayers I've been leaning you in. 
you read the Bible, you will see the Bible with new eyes of understanding. You'll understand like you never had before once you start your relationship with God. Subscribe to this podcast so you'll never miss an episode. Feed your mind with these things. You see, our minds are like computers. What we put in there is what's going to get out, is what the result that we're going to get. So if we want to get rid of our bad habit of anxiety and anxious thoughts that are just ruining our health, our relationships, and our life, we've got to learn new habits. And that doesn't come easy and it doesn't come fast, but it takes discipline. But these things are going to help us get there. And how do we do that? We do that day after day. New habits, new habits. Let's look for progress, not perfection. Don't beat yourself up. But I promise if you're consistent, if you look for progress and celebrate that progress, you know, maybe something went wrong and now it took you, I don't know, a day to get anxious before you get anxious instantly. Well, guess what? You keep working at it. Next thing, it took you a week to get anxious. But whatever the case is, look for that progress. Celebrate that progress knowing that you are creating a new habit. And pretty soon, if you stick to it and develop this new habit, just like the Bible says, you will be anxious for nothing. Wow. Anxious for nothing. I hope this podcast encouraged, inspired you, give you some practical stuff to eliminate that bad habit of being anxious. Let's just cut that off because I know sometimes, even in my life, I've seen it build up and compound and all of a sudden I'm like, wow, I I need to just get rid of this. Let's get rid of it before it affects our bodies and our relationships and destroys and robs you of the beautiful life that God wants you to live, your good life. That's what God has for you. So be encouraged and know that you can end this. It's possible to live free from anxiety and to trust God, know that he's for you. And this is awesome. So I appreciate you listening to this. I love you guys. And as always, my friends, cheers to your good life.